We've got a code. Use code VOLLEYPOD for 20% off almost anything on the Art of Coaching Volleyball website, including premium memberships, coaching resources, and nearly all books. That's VOLLEYPOD, V-O-L-L-E-Y-P-O-D. Use it to save anytime you're on the site. Are you ready to take your volleyball game to the next level? Every week on the VolleyPod, we talk to two top coaches who share their secrets for success on the court. From drills to build skills to strategies for boosting confidence, you won't want to miss this valuable advice. Tune in now and elevate your game today. Good morning and welcome to the VolleyPod. How are you today, Todd? Davis, I'm trying to recover. I got up at four <laughs> o'clock in the morning and started watching video. <laughs> it's not good. It's oh, not good. Man. I know the feeling. When you don't play well and all of a sudden you play well and you think, oh, that's all done. We fixed all that stuff. Yeah. And then you find out in the next match, nope, you're not playing well. And, you know, not only did we didn't play well, I thought we were kind of out coached. You know, we played oh, Pack Ridge and Jed's coaching there. He's good. And he knows his stuff and his kid, you know, we have, we're more experienced, but he's got his kids well coached and he's got these two big lefts that we couldn't stop. And we snuck out a win because we served really well. Okay. 95% in. Okay. That's really good. And tough. Okay. 15 aces, five errors. Wow. Okay. If we didn't have an unbelievable serving match, we would have lost. Well, and you were saying that you were playing pretty well the week before, the weekend before. Well, yeah, the tournament, we played yeah. great. And so we're playing this. And once again, they're a team that is, you know, they're not putting a ton. I mean, we know where the ball's going. You know, we just finished playing some teams where they're moving the ball around and we got to do all this and we're scrambling to defend. And now we know, Hey, the ball's going to this person. We knew, and we still couldn't stop her, <laughs> but stuff was slower. Right. And so we started playing kind of at this, uh, it was just, we were in this funk and, and we try to find reasons why, but the bottom line is, Hey, you're not going to play your best all the time. And you got to be able to deal with it. Both yeah. me as a, as a coach. And the good news is I'm getting older. And I'm mellowing out where before I would have been up at two in the morning. And now it's gone only four in the morning. <laughs> See, I think I'm the other way. I think I'm getting grumpier as, as things go on. So we we have been playing pretty well, but I thought in our and we ended up winning as well, but I thought we were playing Coronado. And, and again, they're one of the better Coronado teams they've had, you know, recent years. And we blocked three balls in four games. We blocked three balls in four games. And they probably said, you know a hundred balls to the outside and I'm going, you know, <laughs> just losing my marbles over there. I'm just going, what do we have to do to, <laughs> to stop? You know, they're just hitting seam. What are we doing? You know, <laughs> I don't know. And so I know the feeling of just, you know, the highs and the lows. Yeah. You got to take them. Both That's why we're still up. doing this after all these years, David. I love it. It's still challenging. Are you still, if we had it yeah. all figured out, it wouldn't be fun anymore. <laughs> Absolutely. And that's why we're here trying to talk right. some volleyball. That's so right. what is and I have the skill. skill? Yeah. What are we talking about? So today? the skill is reinforcing system work in serve receive. Oh, okay. Okay. So, you know, I think we have this idea of individual passing and that we're passing serves. But then all of a sudden we get in six on six and we have all this contextual interference. 
there's people around us. There's people getting ready to run routes. There's a setter penetrating from different places. There are serves coming from all over the place. And how do we put all that together? It's a great point. So, uh, and so my question to you is how important is rotation by rotation system serve receive work? How is it important is that compared to just simple skill work of passing? Ooh, both vary. They're both very, both very fair. important. Yeah. yeah. So I want to get into the second a little more. But yeah. before we start the second, I think we have to start with even the, a little bit about the first, about the skill and kind of standards. Okay. Because what are our standards? And, and so our standards in general for passing is we want balance. We want to be on two feet when possible. Uh, we want to have the butt behind the ball when possible. Um, even if we're on a thigh, that's still butt behind ball. So the hands aren't outside our body. Okay. Uh, you know, if we're, if the ball's on the left sideline, we're tilting to get the ball right. And, uh, you know, we're left thigh passing right, right thigh passing left. You know? And so we're on the opposite thigh, but we're still behind the ball. We're not outside our body when possible. Uh, we want a quiet platform with exposed sweet spot. And we want the height of the pass high enough so we could run our routes, but not so high that our setter is getting nosebleed. Something. I mean, and just, you know, the idea of kind of waiting, 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 and a thing is way up there and it's hard for our middles to time. So, okay. uh, next, starting position and responsibilities. Okay. Where do we start? And can that be, you know, sometimes I'm looking at lines on the court and we go, but sometimes I'll see players just like, why are you standing there? I mean, you're not anywhere near position, you know, and not, not just rotation, being rotation, but their depth from the net. And can we have some consistency there? Uh, I work. And we're doing a lot of this now. We're finding that some of our even best passers, uh, they're afraid to make mistakes. They're afraid to commit too early. We're trying to look at, wait a minute. We know this team serves first tempo. If the ball is served high, it's going to be deep. You can get right. your butt back. Right. Okay. You know, it's yes. high. It's going to be hard. They're not serving a lot of second tempo. And you know, I, I almost want to be aced by second tempo first before we're worried about it. Okay, that makes sense. Because yeah. most teams are serving first tempo. They, yeah, they don't do. And how many, what percentage tempo. of high school servers really can drop off good second tempo? First? Right. That's and if they do do it, they do it all the time. They're not right. really going, I mean, how many of your servers are really good yo-yoing first and second? Good point. That's a very good point. Not a lot. Not a lot. Yeah. So I don't want to say, oh, we're not going to get aced in front of us ever and then be out of posture and be scrambling on all these first tempo serves that are coming 85% of the time. Right. Okay. So we're saying, Hey, is it high or low? Is it fast or slow? And how can we make those determinations before the ball gets to the net? Okay. And we're being really, you know, kind of, uh, aggro about that. Okay. And are you uh, making them verbalize it? Yeah, we're trying to okay. verbalize it. We're trying to use elastic sometimes to say, okay. hey, how high is that ball, right? So would they say something like high fast? Or, no, they're or just I mean, one or the other. We're just saying we're just saying we're doing a lot of deep short, right? Okay. Gotcha. So they're going, hey, they're, you know, if it's high, you know, we're saying that most of the time is deep. If it's high and short, you right, got, you got you can see the slow and everybody's yelling short. Right. Okay. And uh and then movements, individual footwork, and we try to name it. You know, we have our step shuffle, which is our three-step move that we think we can cover about six feet, which if we have three passers covering six feet in a box, they should cover most of the court. 
uh, drop step on deep balls, uh, step shuffle knee drop for that second tempo, and then run to down up for that third tempo in front of the 10 foot line. Okay. So we name those. Uh, and then the idea of the, the one thing that I think I've talked about this before with you is a lot of passers, they move, put their platform out and pass. And once they put their platform out, they stop moving. Yes. It's like they're, when their platform locks out, their feet become grounded. Right. And then body, and then they get into these body postures. So their hips move, their knees move, all these other things move except their feet. Right. And so can we get them comfortable moving with their platform out? I like that a lot. So now that's the basics. Now we get into the team stuff, rules of the road. Okay. Okay. If, you know, I deal with, so things like opening up, if you're not going to pass and you're a left side, let's say you're on the left, you're passing left and you're not going to pass and the ball served in the, uh, you know, if we call it the, you know, the three seam or into the area, you know, uh, five, six seam. Mm -hmm. uh, and we want our middle back taking that and not our outside hitter taking that. Okay. If it's the libero or whoever's passing that, then can we get that hitter out of there? Okay. And we don't want that hitter hanging. We don't want the passers hanging around when they're not passing the ball. So we call that opening up or moving away get into your route, not hanging around. And so that's a skill. I mean, we got to practice this, uh, the idea of parallel lines. So mm -hmm. we want, you know, uh, our, I'm into, you know, we try to have our libero in middle back and we want her when the ball serves, she goes to it and she goes behind the other passers. And if somebody's not there, she passes it. Okay. If somebody's in front of her, she's behind them. She doesn't spook them cause she's behind them. Right. Okay. And so we want those parallel lines and I don't do it. You know, some people do it depending on if this, if the server's from left or right and they're going these angles or whatever and holding their arms out. I don't do that. I just go, Hey, you're in the middle. You're taking the deep seams because okay. you're our best passer. I'm trying right. to put our best passer in the okay. middle. I like so, that. but whatever rules you have, it doesn't really matter what they are, but can the kids know them and can you reinforce them all the time? I like that. Communication, communication from passers calling. And I like, can you call it before it gets to the net? Can you know that early? And then non-passers. Non-passers are calling short, deep, and then calling a name once they know who's passing the ball. Okay. And can you include your setter? A lot of times your setter is one of your most, you know, the uh, as savvy a volleyball player as you have. And can she tell the tempo of the serve? Right. Can she, is she stand, if she's standing at the net in a rotation and she sees the serve, she has the best view of the server. And point. can she call that short ball? Yeah, it's a really good point. Yeah, so, for sure. uh, Next, short serves and clippers. Oh, yeah. Okay. And how are you arranging that with your front row attackers? Are they taking short balls? Are you allowing them to either take them or say, no, those aren't your balls. Those are back row. What if there's not an attacker, a front row attacker in front of that person? Then, uh, you know, my thing is, hey, we're going to remind the passers before every serve, hey, we have in row two, you know, we are stacking our, uh, you know, right front is going to the right side to hit. She's going to take that ball that served to area two. Okay. And my middle is going to take the ball to area three. If the ball's to area four, that has to be the outside hitter has to come in and get that ball to area four. 
Gotcha. Okay. Okay. So, but that's determined before, and we know that. And we tell our front row, hey, if you want it, you got to get your butt behind it. Right. And just defining the responsibility. Exactly. And, and reminding them right. every single time. Right. Every single time. Uh, what should we look like on out balls? And, you know, how about your bench? Is your bench good at calling out balls? And when we really celebrate, you know, when our bench can call a ball out and get us a free point. I like that. Uh, And what do our passers look like? And we want passers shuffling back to the back line. I think now there's this kind of cool thing like, hey, I didn't move and I know it's out. And I'm not really into that because how many times does that ball go over your head and then it becomes like, oh, shit. Freaking bottom dropped out of it and it lands in. Totally. Right. So I want their feet to the back line if they're going to let it go. Yes. Uh, And then lastly, uh, the idea of being in trouble. The idea of, hey, when we're in trouble, it becomes a high dig to the 10-foot line. Yes. And we're not trying to pass the ball to the net. And that's that's a really tough thing to get across to kids because they're going, I'm in trouble and they're trying to shove balls to the net. And overpass, shank, and just going, hey, this is the ball. Hey, the bottom dropped out of it. It was a great serve. Can you get it high and get us a swing? I like it. So I like it. Can I go back to the out balls one? Yep. One of the things that I like about looking at players and how they play or don't play out balls is if if you see them moving well, they're probably reading well. You know what I mean? Yep. And and vice versa. So it's like yeah, I mean, a lot of times I find that they're either inattentive to it or if they're not reading, they're just not making full committed moves. We worked on specifically that today. Can you get your feet deep if the ball is going deep? We did the same thing today. Yes. Yeah. So, oh, man, we were just right at what time? We're what right time there. did you do? I'm just kidding. <laughs> we were, <having> the same. <laughs> we're thinking the exact same stuff. Well, that's awesome. That's a really great Great uh, skill that's session. It, that's it. Awesome. So I'm on the scenario. What do you have? So today is um, building up a little bit more in detail, kind of what I had talked about a few weeks ago as far as getting more balance out of your offense. Today we're going to talk specifically about getting the middle blocker the ball more. And uh, Let's call her a middle attacker. Middle attacker. Let's do there it. There we go. Yes. MA, yes. not MB. No, exactly. <laughs> or just middle. Sometimes they're just in the middle. Um, but why do we want to get the middle of the ball? Well, typically they have the highest efficiency because they have because they can hit both ways, right? They can hit to the left and to the right. And not only that, they're going to open up stuff for everybody else, right? Those are the big two. Um, and the way they're going to open it up is by occupying the opposing middle blocker so that she cannot close the block, or at least she can't be comfortable closing the block. I got some more. Please. How much do you practice your wing blockers closing to your middle? That's a great point. You practice the middles closing to the wings, but not the wings closing to the middle. Right. So you have all these, you have all these, uh, now these swing blockers and all these loaded positions with their hands down, ready to move one way. Right. They don't look really ready to move the other way. That's a good point. That's a really good point. Yes. So that's another one that I like. And then how many blockers are you going to have up in the middle? You have to decide that. Well, but a lot of times teams are deciding that way. Right then. That's what I mean. And then the back row has to be coordinated. Yes. So if the person in front of you is blocking, you got to get tips, right? And if they're not blocking, then you got to deepen to dig. Right. But if you're making those all those decisions on the move and you're 16 years old, 
and you got a senile coach, are you going to be successful that often? <laughs> well, that was what Gretchen Cash did to us. Remember Gretchen? <laughs> oh, I remember Gretchen. We said a lot goodness. of balls to Gretchen Cash. My goodness, that was a tough. <laughs> that was a tough one. We're trying to figure stuff out. If she does this, then you. Do oh my goodness. We just threw the ball up and let Gretchen go to work. Yeah, we were just better. It would have been better. <laughs> no, but um, I think there's a lot of benefit to running the middle bit, middle more. But I also totally believe that it's not the pattern that most teams play in. Um, which makes it even better, which makes it even better. Yep. Right. And so, um, point one, don't let them stop you in the middle, but if they do, it's kind of okay. And here's what I mean. Let's, let's imagine that your best hitters are on the left. Okay. If they block me one time and I'm a middle, they're going to be all excited to block me the next time. Right. Right. And then I'm going to be like middle, middle outside. And then it's wide open. So it's almost better if they stop you. Now, obviously, you don't want to give away points. I get that. But if they do stop you, there's a counter to that. Um, don't run the middle on a perfect pass. And everyone says, but we need the perfect pass to run the middle. I just think we practice hitting off of the perfect pass too often. Yep. And we need to hit off of live passes and we need to move the pass around so that the pocket moves and they can hit different stuff based on where the pass is. Yep. Three, and I know you're big on this and you're doing this this year. It doesn't need to be a swing always, like a big hard swing. Yep. You can just throw it down or just push it or, or wipe it off the block or tip it or, you know, go uh, across the net tip, the sort of the, you know, the one that goes uh, along the net. Yeah, when teams are bunching and you get that tip over to area four, yep. Yeah, absolutely. And then we want it to be simple. Okay. And we want it to be higher score to area error ratio than the pins. And what I mean by that is this, look, it's really easy to set a four, right? If it's hard to set the middle, you won't get as many attempts. It'll just be kind of like fighting against it. So you have to make it simple. So you need to define a few things. What step should be on? What should be on? Where should you be related to the set and the setter and stuff like that? And then also, if you're erroring a lot, it'll be difficult to set your middle a lot of balls. So what I find, especially with the sort of teams that are newer to running quick, like high school teams, is that they'll do a couple good ones, but they'll also err on the bad set versus just putting it in play. Um, so if they can work out some of that stuff, it can be really, really beneficial. So the first thing, can you get your guns out? And by that, I mean, can you have the middle pointing one hand to the setter and one point, one hand to the passer? Oh, interesting. I haven't heard this. One. Okay. And they're either going to get to the left of that triangle or they're going to get to the right of that triangle. Okay. Tri triangle left or triangle right. All, all the hitters, most hitters are used to being in triangle left where they're going left to right. Right. But can they be more comfortable in triangle right where they're going right to left and adjusting out of that approach and then practice the pocket moving. Sometimes it's just a, a, a shuffle, like a slide step. And then, you know, taking an aggressive two steps in. Um, but sometimes it's a little bit more of a run and then you just got to kind of flip your body open. But a lot of that is literally just recognition. And I like to say at the beginning when you're training it, you just give them uh, binary uh, choices. So if the pocket goes forward, then you have to hit a back one. If the pocket goes back, you have to hit a three. If the pocket goes off, you have to hit a three. Those are the simplest ones I can think of right now. But, um, but I also really like the idea of not 
pulling the opposing middle out towards our outside hitter. So when the pass is off, I really like the idea of something behind the setter. So can you go back to or slide or something like yeah. that? Um, middle blocker routes. Okay. So obviously there's a need to adjust to get in a position to hit. Um, the, the common mistake, what's, what's the common mistake for when middles are running routes? You just get, read my mind jumping where, uh, a lot of times our middles go to the net. They're too tight. I would say that's the classic one, right? They all jump too tight. And we have this like five, eight middle and we're playing against these pretty big, you know, Hilliard's daughter last night (laughs) is just putting it right on her hands, you know? And it's like, can't, you can't be successful. And it just doesn't make any sense to do that. So further off, don't hit the ball down, hit the ball forward, right? If you can do that, that's awesome. Um, And, um, oh, and then this is another simple one. Can you just have the setter face the middle? and not the left side attack, you know, really simple. Again, we want to make things simple. We want to run the ball into the middle. If, if they're going outside, I'm going to get a one-on-one. I'm just going to face right to my middle and I can kind of left tilt uh, the outside ball just a little bit. Um, Don't do a one only. Okay. I'm finding with my sort of, you know, my team is, is pretty good team, but we're not, you know, top in the nation kind of thing. We're, we're finding it the hardest to score on a one. Now you guys run a really quick one and you're finding it to be able to be effective. But my point would be don't only run a one, right? Find other things that you can run to counter it. Okay. What do you got on this? Yeah, I go back and forth on this one. And once again, I've always been a, Hey, can we do one thing and do it really well? And if we go fast and teams aren't used to going fast and if we can get those middles, you know, if they want to block us and they have to commit, then uh they're either gonna have to commit and if they don't commit we set it and we hit it right and you have one of two choices if you run it slow then they can read and still get out there so it takes a long time to train going fast that fast uh and then we're playing around with a three this year for the first time i've never liked a three but we're trying to run it super tight and doing some things that kind of the japanese model that when i went to japan so uh yeah, I, I'm always tinkering with this, tinkering with this. Yes. And, you know, we don't right now, we're not getting enough heat on the slide and Terminating. we can't really terminate it. And I'm almost saying, hey, should we go off two feet over there and shuffle, just and shuffle then, yeah. and go off two feet so you can hit it hard? Yeah. Uh, so I'm playing around with that. So I don't have any answers except that uh, we're trying to get set the ball so we can hit it hard. <laughs> well, and, and you are playing with it. I think that's right. one of the things I'd recommend is find what works for your kids. Yep. Right. And one of the things I, f- I think works is run in the gaps. Like I think a lot of times yep. people think I got to do it this distance or whatever. And right. that's the spot, but just, can you find where the blockers are, go in the gaps, get up and have them shoot it. Vince you. Lombardi, little Vince Lombardi run to daylight. Yeah, that right. was his run to daylight. And um, they find some daylight in the, on along the net. Right. Okay. Two things real quick. So, which blocker goes up? Three things, I guess. These are just questions. Which blocker goes up? Where does the tip digger go? And do the wings drop or stay up? Right. Like, I'd love to see a deep tip out of the middle. I don't see that very often. Everyone does that drop four or the drop three. And it's yeah. like, if you can get a deep deep tip in there. See, I'm not a deep tip guy. I know. You don't like the deep tip, right? You're not as big. You like the, the, the marshmallow, though. I like marshmallow in the middle of the court. Yeah. I like stuff that doesn't stay in the air a long time. Yes. I think any time that you're tipping deep, 
if a deep tip goes down against my defenders, I'm pissed. They're on the sideline running. Yeah, no, they're yeah, they're running for <laughs> two or three weeks. <laughs> no, but no, a deep tip's in the air a long time. It is true. That it is has true. to be really good. It does. And your middle has to almost be high enough to almost throw that tip down. Yes. And my middles are, you know, five. And with shoes, mine are shorter too. Yeah. So <laughs> I know. So and and maybe it's just a compliment, you know, to some other short tips, I guess. But I think that's it's something you can throw in there. Yep. And um, again, maybe it's not to score. Maybe it's just to grab some attention from nope. the opposing I, blockers. I think there's some, and I think it can be, especially stuff to area one that's deep is always good. Absolutely. And then final idea, simple two ball, run the two ball. I saw Peter Ogle do it and. They, it was the easiest plan any team had. All you had to do was pass to the middle side of two ball. If you don't have a pipe, especially, you know, I think a two ball makes a ton of sense. It's yep. so easy. You have to have the right hitter to do it, but it is definitely easy to execute. So those We're are bringing our outside in a bunch to hit it now. To hit the two ball. Kaya comes in and she just destroys just, it. Up there. <laughs> she hits the crap out of it. That's awesome. We've been working on it too. We're we're not quite there. We get right. we're getting ourselves kind of pulled out of position a little right. bit, but we're trying it. So super fun. Cool. So that's the scenario. How to keep your middles involved? All right. All right. We have some videos and uh, service systems. Okay. We'll start with uh, a guy who's done a little bit of playing in volleyball, a little bit of coaching. A guy named Karch Karai. Oh, I've heard of him. Okay. Yep. <laughs> He's pretty. And good. he has uh, Karch's in a row passing drill. Oh, so okay. some simple three on three with servers. And so there's three servers out and they're in a row passing. Uh, super simple. Uh, 20 balls. What's the highest number you get in a row? Okay. 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 Uh, another guy who was working for Karch for a while and is now at North Carolina State. Okay. Lucas Slave. Yes. Clarifying the seams on server seat. I like it. Cool video there. And Luca okay. talks about some of their system and their model. And then lastly, uh, a guy named Andrew Clifton. Do you know Andrew Clifton? Barely. He's an OC guy. No, he's my best friend, man. He's like, oh, that's AC. Oh, yeah, that's, that's AC. your guy. That's my guy. So I didn't know your guy was on the art of coaching. Yeah. yeah so he on. has a uh, server seat divided the court on. You didn't tell me he was on the site. I, I didn't know you were going to choose him, but I'm All stoked. Right. He's going to be stoked. He's going to be on the court. Right. That's awesome. All right. Well, give him my best. Tell him I liked his uh, the video there. Sure will. That's awesome. Okay. And then I also have the uh, resource. Okay. You're on the resource this week. What and do you got? The resource. Let me, I got to go back and uh, get this, is a book called... The Ten Commandments of Winning Teammates. Okay. Sounds great. Yeah, The Ten Commandments of Winning Teammates. It's a pretty good title. So I got into this when I was doing the uh, last week's stuff that we did on uh, uh, the, when we were doing bonding. Yes. Right? Yes. And I said, hey, read a book. And so I got into this book by Sean Glaze. And so here's a couple commandments. Remember to have fun and remain positive. So you just hey. talked about that, right? Always give and request clear explanations. Oh, that's good. Frequently share appreciation and thanks. These are rich. These are really rich. simple stuff, yeah. right? Continue to grow and stay coachable. 
do more than is expected with enthusiasm. Oh, so those are a good. couple that we'll get into this book. But he he does it as a uh, a little parable. You know, okay, these books yep. are kind of little stories. So there's a narrative in there. Okay. And, uh, so it's cool, cool book. Uh, once again, the Ten Commandments of Winning Teammates by Sean Glaze. We'll have it in the show notes. Very cool. Once again, thank you so much, Todd. Please feel free to check us out on Instagram at aoc.thevolleypod. And on Twitter, we announce all our upcoming podcasts, and that's at The Volley Pod. Thanks again, Todd. Davis. Good job, my friend. Super Bye-bye. fun. Bye-bye.